Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 175 of Stream of Thought. And I'm here with Victor today, and I have to say, it is a joyous moment because it has been far too long since we've had a venting Victor. And today, it is Victor Unleashed. There is nothing more joyous than just listening to Victor go on and on and on. That's right, because a lot of time when I have problems, I just have to let everyone know about them. And also, my sunglasses had a little mishap, a little bit of a hiccup, which you'll hear about. But the main course for this evening is the mystery wallet. What happened after I returned a wallet to its rightful owner? What you will hear will blow your mind. So with that being said, episode number 175 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Oh, I'm setting up. All I had to do was just open up GarageBand because I already had today's file saved as a blank file so it wouldn't take as long. And then I was like, oh, by setting up, what I actually meant was uh, let me clean the pot and bowl real quick that I use. (laughs) Oh, you know what? While I'm at it, let me just light some Palo Santo. I'll get a little glass of some... uh, coca-cola with some ice oh while i'm at it you know some water would be good but wait i do have some lemon so why don't i go ahead and chop that up real quick and i just had a couple other things that i was doing and then like getting myself all prepped up for this (laughs) so i was like oh my intention was setting up just opening up a window or two and then very shortly after that it became this itemized checklist of you know five other things that would make the uh recording very comfortable <laughs> it becomes a process after a while you, you <laughs> yeah. realize it's like when i'm leaving the house and then it's like oh let me put on some cologne oh wait did i put on deodorant oh maybe i should brush my teeth let me get some water do i have an extra mat it's like just get the fuck out of the apartment victor you're you seem to be in a in a good state of mind your texts back and forth have uh, seemed very optimistic so kind of kind of curious to see uh, what comes of this yeah, well, there are some things that were on my mind that I um, that I had not mentioned last time, and we'll see what happens. Okay, so the first of which is that I had done uh, some background work for a for a show that's going to be, I think it comes on in the spring. It's a new show that's never been on before, and so. Before going to set, they were like, okay, you have to take a COVID test. And even when you, even if the results are negative, are negative, you know, still wait to hear back from us to make sure that, you know, you're working. Okay, whatever. So I do the COVID test. And then like the next day they're like, yeah, you know, you're negative. And so then I get the confirmation to go to set like the day or two after that. But then when I get there, because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this will be cool. Uh, you know, you're, everyone's going to be negative, so it'll it'll feel normal. Nope. Once I get there, I have to do another COVID test, like a quick, like a rapid express one. I'm like, well, well then why the fuck did I, like, whatever. Can you, like, kind of w- walk me through what that was like? I've li- literally never gotten a COVID test. I feel like a lot of people really have. Yeah, so either. they take a swab. The, they take a swab. They, they, that's, they, tick, they tickle your brain. It, it yeah, because what they do is when you when you when it's in your nose, you have to 
like twirl it and it's in the back of your nose and it, it tickles it tickles dude so it really does like it's a it's in a that, weird that freaks dude, me out so much it's a weird spot because you can feel it but it's like in the center of your head it's an area that you never feel you know and so it was a bit odd and you have to do it for 15 seconds and then go 15 seconds the other side and everything and then that's it and so i had to do two of them which is like, okay, whatever. I got paid for the one that I did, and then the other one I'm already on – I'm already working, so it doesn't matter. Right. So whatever. But then – because it's ex- it's rapid. You get it within like 10 minutes, and then they're like, all right, you're good. You can go to holding. So then if I did the COVID test twice and they're both negative, especially the one that was just five seconds ago – why do I still need to wear a mask and why are we still doing social distancing and why do I still have to wear a fucking mask when I'm eating a banana or like, okay, so like, cause they have tents, right? That were all socially distanced. And so it was two people to a tent because each fold out table was, you know, the six feet. And even although I'm there by myself and clearly more than six feet away from anyone, I was drinking water or doing something, and like, oh, you need to wear your mask and just lift it up every time you eat or sip. Well, why the fuck can't I just have it off for like 10 minutes while I'm eating? And I'm just like, this doesn't, this is what drives rational people fucking insane. And if you think you're rational, if you agree with this, you're a fucking idiot. So (laughs) I am clear, I do not have COVID, yet you motherfuckers are still wearing me, uh, still making me wear a mask. And, like, socially distance and, like, what the fuck? I was hoping for some shred of normalcy. I don't understand. Help me understand. Am I missing something? For me, the thing that caught my my attention was uh, they send you to holding afterwards. I mean, talk talk about a a place of peace and calm. Go to holding. Yeah, everyone, it's just like you you just chill there the whole time until you're called. And it's like, what the fuck? I was hoping to, like, I don't know, dude. It's just... I mean, I understand it's a huge, I mean, it's a whole, it's a huge inconvenience and it sucks, but you know, you go with the flow, you wear the mask and all this other bullshit. And, but here it's like, this literally does not make any sense. Do you, do you think liability has something to do with it? Like we did everything in our power, What? right? That, that they literally did everything in their power to be able to ensure that their actors and stars and the people who actually make the real money are are safe and that's why there's no everybody is negative though you're not allowed to work so everybody including crew and talent every fucking person is negative that is there as of that morning whenever you show up for your call time with the with the quick test right yeah yeah so so, how did you how did you come across this? Um, uh, I don't I don't recall you mentioning this was uh, something that was on oh your, because I did this while docket. you were, I did this while you uh, I think it was the day that you left for New Jersey. That's why. Okay, right. You did. You said you had something to share with me. So 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 what what what's the process right now? Are you an extra? Are you what's the what's your status? When it comes to yeah, anytime I do that type it of stuff, it's just extra. Just it's, extra. You're, just, you're an extra. You're a fucking cheap. 
and, and you just and keep your mouth shut, stay out of the way, and you do what they tell you to do. One day, one one day, two days, multiple days. Oh, I just did it anything? for one day. Really? Every okay. time, I think I can speak for most people, most actors who have yet to be admitted to the union, or and uh, <laughs> the. I mean, because it doesn't pay a lot, but it's kind of it's it's fun sometimes. And, you know, it's fun to be on set when you're not doing it all the time. Sometimes I was really busy doing the extra work, and it was like this sucks. Uh, and it's fun, but you're hoping to get a voucher every once in a while. They hand out vouchers, a SAG voucher, and if you get three of them, then you're eligible for the union. Can you explain this a little bit? Uh, this is actually very fascinating. Okay, to me. I've so never, I've never heard of this. So I'm non-union. There's union work and non-union work, and union work would be like the Screen Actors Guild, so SAG or or AFTRA or AEA or you know there's different unions and, and, for and theater SAG, and SAG, for... SAG is like the Screen Actors Guild or something. Yes, I I, I don't know the acronyms. So yes, so that's all. The, that's the really the only one you need to know. Um, okay. And there's another one AFTRA, and they're they're like merged, so it's SAG AFTRA. But anyway, that's the one you need to know. SAG. So that anything that. All professional work is done through the union. So even if I were to do a a uh, you know an independent film and got paid one hundred twenty five dollars a day for two weeks or a month or two day or whatever, it's consider it's not considered professional work. Professional work is through uh, SAG. But uh, in order to be in SAG, you need to do professional work. But before you can do professional work, you need to be in SAG. So it's a catch-22. So you can either have the exact right look that they that they need, like you are perfect for the part. And so what they'll do is you'll get a Taft-Hartley letter, which is an exception, which means that you, which which means that boom, you're in SAG. You don't need to do anything. You're in SAG, and. Uh, you know, because you're exactly what they're looking for, or you do background work, and every now and uh, every now and again, you know, they throw a dog a bone. They'll throw someone or a group of people uh, SAG vouchers, and when you collect three of them, you become eligible to join the Screen Actors Guild. Sounds like but... fucking Pokemon, right there, my friend. <laughs> G- gotta catch them all. Yeah, but uh, but it's not always advantageous to joins the union because once you join the union you're not allowed to do any work that is not professional so you could be making decent money like let's let's say you're rolling in some money as a non-union actor you don't want to like fuck that up by joining sag and then you're not allowed to do the work that was bringing you money even though you might you might be in sag you may you're not guaranteed work so it's kind of it's kind of fucking weird but anyway that's i'm just trying to collect three of them because when you're eligible you can be sag eligible which means you're not in sag but if you come up for a project that's required to join the screen actors guild you can join it if you're if you get the part you can join it right away so it's a little bit more flexibility do you want those three those three golden tickets to get there or are you i i don't understand necessarily um what the what the goal is for an aspiring actor um to try and because make if it. you audition for a television pilot or like a guest appearance or a movie or whatever you've the case be is sag. you've got to no, be sag. they can it uh i'm pretty sure that if you get a taff hartley letter 
I think the product. I think production has to pay for. I think whoever is pulling up the money has to pay for it because they want you. You know, I, I think you know. It's so I so it costs them money to have a non-union actor join the union, whereas if you're SAG eligible, then you would pay it yourself, which is like three or four grand. Like the moment you join, you have to pay the dues right up front, which is about three oh, or four thousand dollars a year. Are you kidding me? Is that so is that something the, that you want? No, I mean, well, like I said, typically. The rule of thumb is if you get offered a SAG role, whatever you get paid, you would want that to pay for your union du- – you, you'd want that to pay for your dues. So in theory, it pays for itself, you know? Wow. Uh, because if you – if I get my – let's say, for example, if I get – if I'm eligible to join SAG and I just do it right now, well, I could be shitting myself in the foot because it's likely – it's likely or if I'm already getting more work – non-union you know what i'm saying you close the door behind you when you join SAG, you can't do anything other than professional work wow so you're closing and not you're closing the door behind you which is why there's like a certain balance or depending on what your situation is if you get offered a role in a major motion picture and you get paid you know fifty thousand dollars or however much you get paid yeah i would join it right then and there because the profit is so big but if it's like you know what i'm saying Side roles, kind of guest yeah, appearances, paid, no no guarantee for future. If you're income. getting paid a thousand dollars and it costs you three or four thousand dollars to join SAG, I don't know. It's probably not, and you're what? not making money anywhere else. It might not be the best. I don't fucking know. It's probably what? being an actor, <laughs> dealing with shit like that. So so where do you find yourself? Like what's the what's the what's the goal aspiration? I mean, I'm assuming Dude, right like, now the goal is just to get a golden <laughs> ticket, but Dude, right now the goal is just to get a job. <laughs> just to get one fucking role. I don't care what it is. <laughs> just give me a, a give me a one-liner in an independent film or like a uh, somewhat regular on a web series i don't care just give me fucking something <laughs> that's where i am right now i feel you man <laughs> just because it just, sucks when you go yeah. from i mean you figure things out as you're going along but for a while like the last i don't know like the last year and a half that i was living in chicago i was on a roll i was getting i was getting to work pretty regularly and it's it's not even was it Hap- what, Chicago Fire, Chicago? Yeah, PD, well, I'm talking like about that. just stuff. Yeah, in, I'm yeah. just talking about in general. I'm not even talking about getting paid for stuff. Like, yeah, I was going to auditions for uh, for theater and for. I was very busy with auditions, and I was I was busy with a few things that I was getting, like some of the student films I did or stuff at Second City or whatever. So I was active, you know. I was kind of I was because even when you're. It still feels good to be busy with auditions, even if you don't get anything. It's like, dude, I don't have fucking anything right now, and that's just how it goes. So that's why I'm just like, bro, if you want the cake, I'll eat the crumbs, bro. What is it? Even the because even the dogs eat the crumbs off the fucking master's plate, bro. Like, wow, me a wow, bone, biblical <laughs> reference right there. Props to you. No, that that is so true. And uh, honestly, I I find myself in that place many times. So yeah. So I have to ask: uh, Have you gotten any of the golden tickets yet? Have you no. have you gotten one of those? Nothing? I've gotten zero golden tickets. 
which is what I'm hoping for. I just want to get trying it in of the stuff that I've done. I've, I mean, I, it's not <laughs> that, like I've done that. hundreds of extra gigs, <laughs> but there's still a shred of hope when you're there, and then right. you, you don't get it. And uh, and that's why they let you tickle your brain. Yeah, you know, just gotta do your thing. Oh man, that's uh, wow, wow. The the sacrifice, right? Um, that, that is, that is something that's crossing my mind too, where it, it's kind of a different situation, just, uh, considering going back to the UCC and trying to, to appeal my ordination stuff of, uh, having to, having to eat shit more or less and, and do that for an extended period of time. It's, uh, you get, you gotta love it. You gotta, you gotta truly love it to be able to go through that whole situation. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. um, Switching gears, you're never going to believe what happened to me the other day. Oh, my goodness. There's another thing, too. Gosh. So I wrote these down. So let me cross off what we just talked about. Uh, so I'm doing DoorDash the other day. And so which one should I tell first? I'll tell I'll t- okay so I'll tell the sunglasses one and then I'll tell the 711 one. So I am waiting for an order. It's taking forever. Well, first of all, I park right in front of where I need to pick up an order. And I pick it up and then right then and there I get a I get a I ping to go across the street to pick up another order. So I go across there and that place is taking a while. And I'm looking at my car because I didn't put any quarters in it at the meter. And I put quarters in the meter, but this time I didn't because my car was literally right in front of the restaurant. But then I had to go across the street, so I just didn't do it. And because I was outside and I can see if uh, one of the meter people are walking around. Anyway, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And, I, and then all of a sudden I look and I'm like, what the fuck? The, the attendant is standing in front of my car. And so I run across the street to be like, I'll move it, I'll move it, I'll move it. As I run across the street on Fairfax, like the fr- one of the freaking busiest streets, I hear – I know immediately what it is. But as I'm running across the street, I hear my sunglasses hit the ground because I had them on my shirt, hanging on my shirt. But by the time my sunglasses hit the ground, I was already standing four or five feet away from them in the middle of the fucking lane. Like, uh, do I get my sunglasses or do do I tell the parking attendant I'm going to move my car? Because he's not paying attention. He's got like his back to me. And I look at the sunglasses and I look at my car. I'm like, okay, you know, $60 sunglasses or $75 ticket. And I go to the... I like leave the sunglasses hoping they don't get destroyed because they're in the middle of the street. And I'm like, I'll move my car. I'll move my car. And the guy walks away. But at that point now cars, the light changes and cars are about to start going across the street. I'm like, no, I see. I see the first car drive by dude. It does not run over the sunglasses. I see the second car drive by. It does not run over the sunglasses. Third, fourth, fifth. None of them run over the sunglasses. And then I have a moment where I can uh, grab it, but I then I can't because, like, a car was speeding by. Does not 
touch the sunglasses. I run back in the street. My sunglasses are perfectly intact. I couldn't believe it. Wait, you actually were able to retrieve them? I, I was assuming this would be an apocalyptic story no, right here. So many cars drove by. Not one of them ran over my sunglasses. Are you kidding me? I, I'm not that kidding That is like a little little baby miracle in the midst of like I am not shit. kidding you. Wow. Okay. But get this. Yesterday, I'm online because I had to pay a ticket because I forgot to move my car during street sweeping. I, for, I forgot. I was like, whatever. I go online and then I see I got a ticket for on, being on Fairfax. I was like, what the fuck? I ran up. The guy never said too late or whatever. He's like, okay, and walked away. And he never – there was no ticket on my windshield. There was no ticket that printed from his device. So what the fuck? So I, I'm contesting it even though – because I was like, wait a minute, dude. Like, if, like what the fuck? Because he never gave me anything. So what happened was – what I think happened was he was giving me – he already wrote the ticket. But then just to avoid any confrontation like, oh, I already wrote it, he just probably walked away. I was like, ah, oh, he'll figure it out eventually. That's what I'm guessing that motherfucker did. But, See, and um, the, the best part too is video cam. Now uh, – because they – and the body cam as well, right? If they no, don't he's just a ticket, parking – he's just a parking dude. He's not a police officer. They're not going to – there, Dude, there, there's going to be there's going to be a camera in the car though, and so no, he didn't they, have a car nearby. But they don't have cameras on the. Oh, car. I don't know. Okay, yeah, they're not. There's not oh, the ones that are man. fucking little 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 people. parking meter little shit. Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah. Wow. Wow. But I've gotten fact, tickets though, before, saved, and I contest it, and I've gotten my money back. But you saved, weird, you it was saved weird. your glasses though. Yeah, yeah. I saved the glasses. Yeah. It was weird. I was able to contest the ticket without paying for it. What I had to do last time was I had to pay the ticket, and then they're like, okay, if we find that you're not guilty, then we'll give you your money back. I had to do initial review, oh. appeal. Then I had to go to the fucking courthouse yeah. because they were like, nope, during the initial review. And then they're like, nope, during the appeal. So then I had to go to the fucking courthouse to fill out more paperwork and pretty much send them the same letter with the same photos. And they're like, oh, yeah, here you go. And then like six months later, they're like, here's your money back. So I got the money back for the ticket, but you didn't, I didn't get the money back for the fucking $25 processing fee that I've used to fill out the paperwork. Motherfuckers. They should give yeah. you back the, paper, the, the money for processing the paperwork because you're the ones that fucked it up. Then you have an incentive to intentionally fuck people over by collecting money for tickets that aren't uh, legitimate tickets. And when they appeal, then you get $25 for the appeal. Well, and and that's the thing too is that it's such a pain in the ass when it comes to like those like stupid sort of insignificant fines that uh, the bureaucracy keeps you from being able to like sort yeah. it out like fair and balanced, so to speak. And it, yeah, it, well, it's the same thing too. When I was going to and from um, New Jersey, right, that um, my parents had paid for the like first year of the the. Uh, iPass thing, which is kind of, it commutes to all the like twelve different states, something like that. Oh, like and, a super iPass. Yeah, Easy Pass. I, it, it's part of the Easy Pass. It did. Like, it didn't dawn on me until like maybe 
like 10 years ago that the I and I passes for Illinois. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the I pass is also part of the overarching easy pass, which is mm-hmm. about, you know, 20 states, something like that. Yeah. And so, uh, I ended up going to and from, and then, uh, because I don't know, it was, it was one of those things where uh, my my the credit card for my parents had expired or whatever, and I had my debit card or credit card or whatever like underneath it, and so they got a message saying your card was declined. If you don't remedy this, you will be charged extra money, yeah. and basically it just bounced down to my card. So it wasn't a big deal, but it was still one of those things where it's like. Now I'm freaking out about whether or not, you know, there there's going to be a, a complication when it comes to just something that should be super simple and something that I thought was taken care of before. And, yeah, I don't I know. I had that happen it, one it, time. It, I got a letter that was like, by the way, you missed three tolls, so you're being charged like $120. <laughs> but if yes, you have an iPass, the, then we'll just deduct the $0.60 cents that you owe us. It's like, yeah, I got a fucking iPass. Here's the ID number, you motherfuckers. Uh, and then, oh, sorry, yeah, we just deducted $0.60 cents instead of $120. Yep, yep. And uh, I actually had to write, a, write a letter at one point. Uh, probably a couple of years ago when it came to something like that. But yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's annoying. It's super annoying to have to like deal with that because yeah, you're going to appeal. You're probably going to win. And it's just, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of taxpayer money and not, not good. And the letter good. I got or the email, it was like, thank you for submitting your initial review. Uh, contact us if you did not hear back within 240 days. Like 200, what <laughs> 240 the fuck? 240 days? Are you kidding me? I mean, oh I'll probably hear back God. soon, but it's like, where is this oh, fucking, like, wow. why is this such a, why does this number <laughs> seem so arbitrary? <laughs> My brain doesn't go days. beyond 180 Holy days for God. anything, you know? That's insane. 240 days to stop and think, like, how, what? Wow. But, oh, wow. Dude, that wasn't even the crazy story, okay? So, <laughs> okay. here's the actual crazy story. I have a couple other small things, but here's the right. other DoorDash story. So, that same week, I'm at 7-Eleven. And as I'm about to leave, I see a wallet sitting there in the parking lot. And so, I pick up the wallet. And I look at the ID, and I see that the person's wallet is the street behind me, right behind 7-Eleven. So I go over there, and – oh, and the first thing I did was like check to see – I saw their name. I just like typed in their name in Instagram. Uh, that's the only way I could figure out if I could send them a direct message saying I have your wallet because there's no number like call me if – call this number if this wallet's lost or anything. So I didn't see that. Then I go over the one street over to their apartment. I don't see their name on the call box, so I hit the manager button. He's like, hello? And this is in the evening. This is like 7.30 or something. And I tell him, like, hey, I found one of your tenant's wallets, but I don't see the name on the call box. He's like, all right, I'll be right out. So the manager comes out, and he says, oh, you know, um, I was like, yeah, I found it just at 7-Eleven, and I'm about to give it to him. He goes, oh, uh, oh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, so-and-so in apartment 9. Um yeah, he's real paranoid. You know, it might be better if you give it you give it to him and you can talk to him. And I was like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like that why would, you're the property manager. 
And if he's paranoid, why would he want to talk to a stranger? And I also don't have anything to talk to him about. I'm just trying to give him the wallet back. And it makes more sense if I just give you the wallet, the property manager, and you just give it to him. And it's like, it was weird. It's like, why would, whatever. Bro, I don't know if this guy was just, I don't, I don't know if this guy had uh, the property manager knew what was about to happen or just knew that something was off with his tenant. I don't know what it was. I'm like, okay. So I walk down. And I go up in, into the uh, go into the apartment, just up the staircase. Ring the doorbell, and I'm holding up the wallet in case you know. Because anyone who knocks on my door, I look through the peephole, right? Even though my apartment is gate is gated, I always just look through the peephole. He opens the door, bro. I didn't see anything. But I could just tell it was in my periphery. Bro, he opened the door naked. This dude was straight up fucking naked when he opened the door. No. And and I was like, and then real quick, he opened the door and then real quick. He opened the door naked. Dude, dude, get this. He opened the door and then slowly he kind of just like hid behind it a little bit. Like just kind of like was had his chest and head out just a little bit behind the door, but it, it wasn't even like, it wasn't like a, Oh, I forgot that I'm naked and like jump, jump behind the door or whatever. He was just, he was so casual about it. I was like, Oh, here's your, I found your wallet. And I'm just looking at him like, bro, what? And he's just like, Oh, he was very meek about the whole thing. And he was just like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Actually, I don't even think he fucking said anything. I think he just said, like, okay, okay under his breath. There was zero acknowledgement that what I did for him was a huge favor to him. Whether you know your wallet is missing or not, if I if someone hands me the wallet, I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. Like, wow, thank you so much. I don't know. Maybe this guy's thing is dropping wallets and having people return it and answering the door naked. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it was so it, weird. You were, you were you were you were not his type, apparently. Otherwise, he like, would have invited you in for a, a little a little I was brandy. Like, what the hell? Well, I was like dressed up in all my bike stuff, in my mask and helmet and gloves and all that. And it was just so weird, dude. It was so fucking weird. And That's then I so and then weird. I thought I was like and then I was like oh my goodness, what if I'd like I could understand more I, because I was replaying this in my head I'm like what the fuck, it would make more sense if the person just opened the door standing naked, and you see there's a fucking orgy going on in the apartment <laughs> that makes sense, you know someone else is coming to join the party someone who RS, RSVP'd to the invite. You know what I'm saying? Hey, come on in. Just answering the door. That makes sense. <laughs> and so then I was thinking in my head, like, what the fuck? If, like, that, I mean, I'm not saying that I would have preferred that, but that at least, that would have been awkward, but it would have made sense for this situation. But he just answered the door naked. There's, like, no one there. And so I thought of the scene immediately where, like, 
uh, Margot Robbie opens the apartment door in Wolf of Wall Street and, like, the butler is having a huge orgy party. Like, that's yes. – I was like, what the fuck? I, I, it didn't make any sense. And the – So, so wait. Hold on. Did you, did you see his balls? No, like, no, no, no. I didn't see it. No, nothing. The, you didn't see anything. The door opens. The door opens. I see I see him from like uh like his uh like his chest up and I can tell that he's naked and but I'm just looking at him like what the fuck and then he and then he went behind the door real quick not real quick but he slowly went behind the door he was only standing there for like a second naked and then pretty much in the same motion as he opened the door is when he kind of went behind it a little bit but it was just so fucking weird dude <laughs> i have to say man i needed that laugh tonight it was this, so that, that was weird. that was wow wow and so why just, did the he, property manager i don't get that either oh he's super paranoid you should give it to him you, you know you should talk to him about it cuz obviously what is there there's nothing to talk about just here take just take this so I can leave. All right, fine. I'll deliver the wallet so you, the property manager, don't have to walk 20 feet down the driveway and up some steps. I'll do that. Okay, now I get it because you already know he's a fucking weirdo. Wow. Okay, so so when you when you handed him his wallet, I'm assuming he just shut the door. You end up going on your way. What was what was going through your mind as you were leaving that? Dude, I was hoping that the I was almost hoping that the property manager knew something weird like that would happen. I was hoping that he would be still waiting there at the gate like laughing at me like he set me up for something i would have i would have laughed with him i'd have been like dude you're fucking crazy man you got some like crazy a, like a ashton ashton kutcher type yeah uh, like, like i'm getting punked but i didn't see him there and i just keep walking i was like what the hell and i i honestly was like dude that's the last time i go out of my way to deliver a wallet to someone just send it in the uh, mail next time, bro. Bro, man. Well, and and that's the thing too, right? You can just you can you can just put it in a mailbox, right? And uh, I think we talked about this before, where the mail or you know what I was gonna is... do too, because I didn't see him in the call box. I was just gonna throw it over the gate. I was like, ah, someone will fucking see it and see that he lives here. But I was like, no, I'm gonna call the go out of the way, dial the manager number, make sure someone has it in their hand. Next time, dude, I'm just throwing it over the gate. Wow. No, I th- I think you did the right thing. I think I think that that's kind of that that actually is super admirable, really, dude. I mean, how how many people are going to go out of their way to like deal with like a creepy creepy property manager and then no, go the up property and deal manager with wasn't even... creepy. I don't know. I didn't know any of these things going into it. It was just return the person's wallet, and then once I got there, it was just like what the fuck. And the whole property manager, I was. I didn't stop to be like, no, you give it to him. I was like, whatever. And then I was like, that was weird. And then after that, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy probably knew something was up. There And there were no other warning signs as to no. the, the complications. Nope, 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 yeah. nope, nope. No yeah. other warning signs at all. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I empathize. I, I really do. Because, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're getting into in those moments. <sighs> there was actually something that happened to me a couple of days ago and it was after we recorded the last podcast and there was a I don't I don't know what exactly happened but there were two cars that were parked there on the I mean we're in America so you drive on the right side of the road and both these cars were parked with 
blinker is flashing on the left side of the road, right at the intersection. They were there for probably about 15 minutes, and I was like, like, what is going on right now? And normally, I would not do anything, but I'm in CPE right now, clinical pastoral education, and so you need certain experiences to be able to regurgitate and be able to process your interactions with people. Oh, this is a great, great, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, oh, this is kind of a great opportunity. So I was standing by my parents' house. There, there was a, a dude on the phone trying to get a hold of a tow truck, whatever, ended up crossing the street, talking to them. And bro, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not one to judge, but it appeared that both of them were under the influence of something. And I didn't really see what the damage to the car was at the time when I walked up. I think the, the first sign of like something was off is that he's talking to the guy trying to get the tow truck to where they are. And I'm standing there probably about six feet away or whatever. I've got my mask on, um, just standing there. And he's like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Well, he's talking to this guy. It's like, uh, shouldn't you be focused <laughs> on trying to do what you're Dude, doing I fucking right now? Hate when people try and talk to me while I'm on the phone. I, well, no, no, no. I, I totally agree. And, and I wasn't trying to talk to him either. I just, I just walked up and was standing there and he's like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Whatever. And still the, the guy is on the phone and he's, uh, Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me talk to him. Blah, 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 blah. Here, here's where we are, et cetera, et cetera. And then afterwards I'm like, Hey man, like, uh, what, what happened? And then he shows me the car. And he's like, Oh, this is my girlfriend's car. Uh, she was driving. Apparently she did, uh, two, two 360s in the intersection. Uh, by the way, no rain, no snow, nothing that could have caused somebody to do a, a multiple 360 on the road. That literally would have been possible. Yeah. At the front end of the tire is at a 90 degree angle from where the car is. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, oh, something, something is not right here. So I'm, I'm talking like a, you know, is, are, are you okay? Is she okay? All that. And then she comes up and she's like, I just, I don't know what happened. I was, I was swerving all over the road and then I just, I hit the curb and I don't know what happened. Uh, that is definitely something completely different from what your, what your boyfriend just told me. And so here I am. I thought the boyfriend said that she swerved. She was doing a three, doing three sixties. And she just said she was doing three sixties. He, he said that she was doing 360s and then she comes up and says I ended up swerving all over the road and just hitting the curb or something like that. Okay. So at that point I'm just like all right fuck it. Both of you clearly you can you can see things in people's eyes, right? Where when you look at their eyes, you can kind of tell something's not right. I I they weren't yeah. drunk, but they were not sober, right? Mm -hmm. They were there was something going on. So I was thinking to myself, fuck, I mean, it's dangerous too, because it's, it's a high traffic road and here, here they're, they've been parked there for about 20 minutes, something like that. It's like, uh, okay, well, you know, you, you, you guys, you guys good? Like, I, do you want me to call someone? Do you want me to call like a, a ambulance, something like that? No, 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 we're good. We're good. It's like, okay. And then the guy who I 
talked to at the beginning was like, oh oh thank you so much thank you so much oh my goodness i'm so grateful for for you asking this oh oh and 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 your your what's your name again uh blah 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 and then i walk away it's like you guys be safe be smart and i actually so i i did say this uh i said i'm not stupid there there there's something going on here you know just in the future be smart don't don't do something like this again. It's like, oh my goodness, thank you so much, thank you so much, thank you so much. Uh, oh, oh, it, it was, uh, you know, uh, happy Thanksgiving, you know, I, I, I was so grateful, whatever. It's like, uh, I, I didn't, at that point, I, I didn't even look back, I was like, just peace, right? Give them, give them the peace sign, and uh, and that was it. Fifteen minutes later, they're still there. And, the car- <laughs> and then... A cop car and an ambulance pulls up. No way. In addition to the tow truck. And they're there for another probably 20 minutes or so. So the entire time that they were there, probably over an hour or so. I didn't call the cops. Nothing like that. You know, they they were fucked up, right? There wouldn't, there wouldn't be an ambulance there if there wasn't kind of a, a peripheral issue, something like that. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, how it, did the was, ambulance and cop show up? Why did the it's, ambulance? It's show it's up? a residential area in the like in the middle of Glen Ellen. Like obviously, there's going to be people who are going to contact the cops, right? The neighbors, of course. right? There, there's going to be somebody who calls somebody. Yeah, I I knew better. It's someone's going to fucking stick their nose in business that doesn't. But and it's going to be one of those things where. Even if – this is the fucking Glen Ellen thing to do, right? You see someone from their house. I mean, did you know – did anyone else go out there to talk to them? Probably not. The Glen Ellen no. thing to do – No, I, if, I was watching the entire time. It was yeah, just The Glen Ellen thing to do would be, oh, you see people pulled over. Instead of offering – going out to offer them help, just call the police to go investigate. If something just looks a little bit off or a little bit weird or just unsettling, and it doesn't even – it can be microscopic. Like when I was fucking standing in the front of my house looking at the trees at like 7 in the morning and a neighbor called the police because I was looking – I was acting suspicious. Bitch, fuck off. And maybe maybe that's kind of the intuition that I had too is that knowing being in the neighborhood that I'm living right now, just to give them a heads up, a warning, like a like a just – just be aware what is about to befall you. I didn't like spell it out or anything like that, but yeah, I I was like, uh, you're here right now, and that is not going to be good if you're still here in 45 minutes. Not going to be good. And so I was trying to kind of motivate them to just to move on mm-hmm. and you know take care of their own shit. But it was yeah, it was it was kind of surreal. Um, because I don't, I don't do that. I normally, I normally don't. Police so then, car. when you were watching, did you see them get? Did they get arrested? Did you continue watching? What happened? So they ended up towing away both the cars. I really am assuming that both of them ended up getting arrested. You should Google that. <laughs> yeah, Google it. See if you find anything. Yeah, yeah. That concludes things for episode number one hundred and seventy-five. Wow. 175. 25 more, my friend. 25 until more. Until the big 200. two zero zero. Indeed. All right. Until next time. Until next time.